When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we are continuing our series of FBL team reveals where we talk to the experts in the community and find out who they're putting in their teams. But it's a special episode today, a spin-off in many ways. We're not really talking to an expert. You may know him as that guy who used to have a moustache. We know him as Ed. How are you doing, Ed? We're going to hear all about your team today. Must be uh, fun to join us for that. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. And yes, let me reiterate, you've spoken to the experts and now it's my turn. Uh, By no means an expert, but very keen. In fact, for the level of keenness I have, I've got a very poor record, but it's going to change this year. Um, Probably a lot of you watching are in the same boat as me. This is our year. This is our year. Well, that's what I was going to say, perhaps. Maybe people can at the very least relate to you on the level of enthusiasm, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) You know, it's not for lack of trying. That's the main thing. And boy, we have been trying at FPL for a long time, all of us. So, yeah, it's good to to have you with us. Well, that enthusiasm that you've got for fantasy football, obviously this season is going to a whole new level. Many people may well have known you as uh, someone involved with with Fest. So, uh, by all means, uh, talk to us a little bit about that. That's how I first stumbled upon you. And now we have a much closer working relationship because you're one of us at Scout. So, why don't you tell us a bit about that as well? Yeah, so I started Fantasy Football Fest, which is just a, it's what it, it's what it the, does what it says on the tin. That's the phrase, isn't it? So uh, it's a fantasy football festival event that happens on the 11th of August this year. It's happened a few times in London, Waterloo, London. Really good. If you want to find out more, go to www.ff-fest.com. But we're not not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about uh, Scout and uh, and FPL and my team. So um, yeah, I I joined Scout full time in about uh, March, I think it was, and I'm the general manager there. So I've got a kind of overall day-to-day uh, running of, of 
all sorts of different things. So yeah, really good fun and a chance to get a free scout membership. That's the reason I took the job really. So, so I can get a better rank. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, everybody can really relate to that level of graft. Like all, everything he does for that free scout membership in the vain hope that it will help him do well at FPL one day. Only time will tell. One day, one day. I, well, look, as I said, this is my year. I uh, fully expect to finish in the top 10, not top 10K, the top 10. So <laughs> the top 10, perhaps maybe at like your church or something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what my dad aspires to every, every year. As long as he can finish in the top 10 of the church league, he's doing okay. How many are in it? Eight. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's 11 actually. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but of course, one of the many things that can help people do better in, in FPL, especially with scout as well, with that, with that membership, um, is the membership and of course now is the time to sign up for it we can save up to 30 percent with those pre-season prices now people are probably sick of my voice telling everybody what the benefits are of signing up for scout ed it's time for you to pretend you're in your day job you're, you're back as the general manager of scout instead of being some guy joining me for a video why should people sign up to a fantasy football scout membership um i'm not going to tell you to do it in three minutes or less or whatever over to you you see your floor Look, I'm not going to keep you very long. It's just if you are genuinely someone who really likes FPL and is really keen and wants to go to that next level of being able to do your own analysis. So for, for so long, I've been on Twitter and sort of you just take what everyone else says and you end up with the same template teams and spoon fed answers. At Scout, we give you all the data to make your own answers. And there's loads of free stuff, so you can sign up as a free member and you get loads. But there are paid versions as well that offer you so much more. And there's a really cool integration we've just uh, bringing out today or tomorrow, I think. I think we are might, might, be, might be talking about it with Plan FPL as well, where you can link your teams, your, your premium membership from Scout with Plan FPL, and you get all sorts of extra data and um, like team ratings and, and all sorts. It's really, really cool. Great time to join us, 30% off in preseason. And again, you know, you, you might get sick of, of hearing this from us, but obviously we're, we're, we're going to tell you because it is genuinely good value, I think. I don't think it's, um, you know, there's there's paid memberships at, uh, I think, 2 dollars and $4.99 a month, Different you get different things for different amounts. And it's the price of what? You know, a cup of coffee a month or something, you know. So I think, I think it's pretty good value, particularly if you're someone who doesn't want to be spoon-fed, but you want to get the best data available and make your own decisions. And that's what I'm going to try and do this year rather than copy others. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I mean, that's the, the main thing that I discovered uh, that was the biggest difference when I first started using it was uh, I actually stopped really engaging with Echo Chambers. I, I love engaging with managers on, on all forms of social media, and I still do, but more now for, you know, the banter, which, of course, you know, you're a big part of, Ed. You know, Game Week 39 is a, is a classic example. You know, that's what I do in the social spaces, and I used to use those social spaces for decisions and sometimes would end up, as you say, with the same team as everybody else, or perhaps maybe going, ah, oh, you know, I, that was the wrong decision, but I didn't didn't really feel like I took responsibility for that I just kind of copied someone else when you have like, access to all of that data and it flows in front of your eyes like the matrix you can make your own decisions and then if you can just isolate your decisions from kind of everybody else that that is always going to help benefit you and, and yeah if it wasn't for scout membership I wouldn't 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 have learned that skill set and, and it is huge so yeah well there is a there's a movement in the community just to just to finish this we're not going to shove this in your ears too much longer <laughs> don't worry but just to finish this there's a movement in the community and in twitter and on these these websites that do fantasy football scout stuff to automate stuff as much as possible make it run by ai and make it tell you what transfer to do and like just give us your team id and we'll tell you every optimal transfer and it's like that's of course of course that's great if you want that brilliant if you just want to be able to plug in your info and it'll tell you what to do fantastic at scout we like to think we do it a bit more for the love of the game and the love of the decision making and give you the data to make your own choice that's that's what i think anyway maybe i'm wrong <laughs> i don't know well well you get to decide whether we are or not Ed. that's that's the whole point <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed that doesn't backfire. Well, listen, you've talked about Plan FPL, so let's talk about them a little bit more now because you are officially, drumroll please, the first uh, manager to come on one of these videos and reveal his team via the use of Plan FPL, uh, which we've stuck Oof. on the screen now. So, um, yeah, hopefully the, the weight of history doesn't crush your shoulders too much. I know you had a bit of a bad back after, and some bad knees as well after game week 39. So I'll try and go too easy on, uh, on, yeah, on you I've got the that. knees of a six. I've got a knees of a sort of 70-year-old, yeah, but anyway. But yes, here we are. This is your team uh, f- uh, revealed by Plan FPL. I'll run through it uh, for the benefit of the podcast listeners and then we'll come back to some of the specifics. You can tell us a few more of the bits and bobs about Plan FPL that people can look forward to with their scout membership as well. But yes, your team. So we've got Pickford in goal, Ariola on the bench, Stones, Gabriel, Estupinani's are starting back three with Bell and Botman on the bench, uh, Fernandez, Saka, Son and Newcastle's new signing, Harvey Barnes, in midfield. Also the first person to bring him on one of these videos as well. And the the, the big news is so much money up front. Love this. Haaland, Jesus and Watkins. That is the most expensive front three I've also seen as well. So you're very much in tune with this idea of don't listen to everybody else. I want to make my own decisions. You've made a few of your own already. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a couple of this. this I mean, this is my draft at the moment. There'll probably be changes. I shoved Barnes in there because I've got like a 7 million position there i've got 0.5 in the bank so seven million position at the moment i'm thinking barnes barnes got 13 premier league goals last season for a leicester team that went down we all rave as newcastle fans about uh miguel almiron who got what 11 premier league goals 12 he got less than barnes and barnes got relegated so barnes is going to have that you know attacking midfield left position pretty much nailed for newcastle uh really exciting 6.5 million Maybe I'll start with him. I mean, Newcastle's uh, opening fixtures are pretty tricky. We've got Villa at home, which I think we'll do all right in, although we just played them in a friendly and drew 3-3. It was like a basketball match uh, over in America. Uh, but then we've got City uh, away and then Liverpool at home. So maybe that'll change having Barnes. You can see I've got Botman on the bench um, because the first few fixtures aren't great, but getting a a starting defender for 4.5 million who was in the joint best defence last season, I think that's maybe even a first. I don't think that's ever happened before. So um, so he's in my team. I could wait three weeks and get him when everyone sells him because they're disappointed with the results. But but yeah, those are my Newcastle representatives. And up front, yeah, I, I always want to, want to pick three strikers. My initial thoughts when I saw the pricing come out uh, was let's get Harlan Kane and Nkunku and let's just work out the rest. But that is tricky when you've got Kane and Harland. Um, and Nkunku, someone's still on my radar. Watkins could turn into Nkunku. I had him in Champions League fantasy football last season, and he was exceptional, and he's such a good player, all his stats. But we've had this before from players coming from the German League, you know, Werner, Havertz, all these people who we think are going to be incredible, and then a bit flat. So I think it's a bit of a wait and see with Chelsea, potentially, because I've got no Chelsea players. But yeah, but yeah that's my team. Yeah, no, it's looking good. I mean, uh, um, there is one slight disappointing thing in terms of how this all planned out. We were going to do this video, I think, about a week ago, and you had Kane in your team, and I made a thumbnail for the video. Like You were the first person I'd seen with Kane, and it was like, whoa, this guy's got Kane. Then, of course, you were unwell, and we weren't able to do the video when it was, and you've now changed it. So I do just want to come back on Kane, because I, I, I was hoping to make a bigger deal out of him. I am okay. determined to talk I'm about still, him. I'm still very, very open to the idea of having Harry Kane. Yeah. Potentially, possibly the most consistent player last season in the whole game. I know, I mean, I know he costs a lot, but he just was getting, you know, getting a goal every week. One, you know, one, whereas Haaland were like three goals here, three goals there, three goals there. And he'd have little, little spells of maybe not scoring. Kane was just like every week, which is goal, 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 goal. It was quite, quite incredible. I mean, obviously it's all dependent on what happens with this Bayern Munich situation, which seems to be developing. But I mean, I, I still kind of feel like there's a way for him to, to stick around. I mean, I, 
I'm I'm just gotta be honest. I don't I don't know why you'd want to go to another country because the man behind you, of course, and for the podcast to win something, to win is, something. Well, I get, I guess. No, I mean, I guess, but that that rec- that record, Alan Shearer, the shirt is behind you. Um, you know, it's not quite a John Lundstrom, but you know, um, we'll let you have it. I don't know. I just feel like he would have loved to have a, a crack at breaking that record. I mean, do you think that could potentially still sway him? It would definitely be part of it, I'm sure. But I think it's it comes down to what do you think is more important to be the to have that record that you know someone else will probably break Harland will probably break Kane and you know if he stays around um or to have a you know a four Bundesliga titles and maybe you know a chance at winning the Champions League with them and winning five different cups in Germany you know when he's won nothing so far so you know even Shearer he'd won the Premier League so he he, he at least got that Kane isn't going to get anything at Tottenham unless suddenly Pochettino is going to do something magic uh, not Pochettino. Um, Postacoglu. Uh, yeah, Postacoglu. They're, they're very Post- interchangeable. Like everybody's yeah, that... making this mistake. <laughs> mm. uh, Postacoglu uh, is going to do something absolutely exceptional. Then you know, I mean, he'll double his wages. He'll go to a almost a certainty to win a title. I guess it's down to him, isn't it? And uh, what he values more: the Premier League record, or I mean, Shearer is going to be loving it if he leaves. <laughs> He's <laughs> very be... happy. No. And I would just like to say, Shearer scored 28 league goals before the Premier League even started. So, Wait, you know. what, what do you mean? I, I didn't know there was any football before the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there certainly wasn't any fantasy. So, well, I mean, there was, but you had to read a newspaper for it. So, yeah. Let us know in the comments if you're one of those people that played it in a newspaper. For now. I did. Oh, I oh, did. Oh, then send us a comment, Ed. Telegraph newspaper. I remember doing it when I in about ninety seven, ninety eight or something. And I used to send, you used to have to send off your transfers. Did it with my dad, and then wait for it back. And yeah, the good old days. Everything's too instant now. I want to wait two weeks to find out whether I've got Kane in my team. And you know, <laughs> did you uh, finish in the top ten back then? I doubt it very much. I think I just did the normal thing of playing for about ten weeks and then running out of stamps. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it's a good. Anymore. It's a good job we don't have to worry about that anymore. And we have, well, as we said before, an array of different tools that we can do to help optimize our teams. So we've talked about Kane for perhaps uh, too long because he's not actually in your team right now. Um, let's nope. uh, go into some more specific. Well, tell you what, we've been asking everybody, no Salah. You know why? I mean, that that movement is starting to crumble a tiny bit because we've seen Salah get involved in a lot of goals in preseason. Can you see yourself switching to a Salah draft? What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, I can. I actually find it really odd. You know, the last four or five even six years, whatever it is, five years, uh, Salah's been number one and everyone says you're mad to go not not get Salah, you're mad to get no Salah um, based on how, how good he is. And now for some reason, I mean, he had a good season last year. I know it wasn't quite up to his top, top level and Liverpool because Liverpool weren't great. But for some reason, it's suddenly, oh, Salah's not essential and don't bother getting him, he's too much money. And I guess that's because we've now got Haaland as the premium price. But I'd love to see, and I know a couple of people have tried it, I'd love to see a Kane, Haaland... Salah Trent draft but I have a feeling it's just you know you, you, you're raking around the bottom of the bin bottom <laughs> of the barrel to, to, to fill the rest of your team but yeah no I could definitely be persuaded on both Kane and Salah uh, particularly Salah's, Salah's more appealing because he might only get owned by 35% of teams rather than you know 89% or whatever it was in the last few years so so yeah I'm still thinking that through as well yeah, it's interesting to know. I mean, I think uh, the more preseason develops, I think the more um, we will see a slight shift back towards Salah because I think we'll have more of the, the 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 managers that kind of turn up like on the day of the deadline, and uh, that's people like my dad, for example, um, will turn yeah. up and be like, mm, need him, um, and then those of us watching the preseason will may notice, you know, 
the goals he's scoring in preseason, and that will bump up. So he might not be as much of a differential by game week one as we hope. He certainly will definitely be one compared to usual. Yeah, you mentioned your dad there. Shout out to my dad, who um, for the first time got a team last season with some help. And um, about four or five weeks in, you know, I went home and saw him and I looked at his team. I said, you haven't made a transfer. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm doing an experiment, doing an experiment. If you just leave it, you know, I think that might be the best way. I was like, <laughs> right, all right. I eventually found out about 10 weeks later because he didn't know how to make a transfer and he was embarrassed Aww. to ask. So I know, I wouldn't know. He's not, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much. He's not, he's not sad and pathetic. It's just he couldn't be asked, I think. But anyway, so um, this season, one step by step, he's going to choose a team and he, I think he now knows how to make a transfer. So he might actually be able to play properly. Oh, what a guy. Well, he, he may, may have Salah because he's just one of the big names, isn't he, of course? So, yeah. He had KDB. He loves De Bruyne. He had De Bruyne captain all season last year, every game week, even when he didn't play. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We love fanboys like that. They're great. Yeah, um, I know. I know. Yeah, I, I do sometimes think we should have some sort of like dad's league where we all just talk about what our dad did in FPL this week because it, they, they always do something quite funny. My dad usually yeah, takes like yeah. minus 12s just to get someone slightly higher up on the list of top scoring midfielders with no idea if they're even playing. Just like, oh, I want yeah. him. I love that one. Yeah. He's very cute. Um, but well, the thing about not having Salah, of course, it does enable this rather attractive looking uh, midfield. Uh, we've got Fernandez, Saka, Son. Uh, we've already talked about Barnes. Let's talk about the, the Fernandez and Saka picks because they're sort of part of um, 50-50s, you know, dice rolls in many senses because you could have had Rashford, for example. So let's start with United and then we'll come on to the Arsenal assets. Fernandez versus Rashford, what was your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, mixed. I mean, I've I've got money in the bank. I could change Fernandez, Fernandez is 8.5, isn't he? Rashford's 9. I mean, I could change to Rashford. Um, but I've got Fernandez. I mean, he's on penalties. He's been made captain. And, it. you know, I just think United are going to have a good season. I know everyone keeps saying that every season now, but it just looks like they're doing the right things. They've got this new keeper in. It's just they were solid at the back end of last season in terms of, you know, De Gea got the most clean sheets, didn't he? Um, right, yeah. So I think, I think Fernandez, he just, he just screams, United are going to do well. Ronaldo's gone. Fernandez hopefully back in his kind of favoured position and his captain. Is he going to step up and, you know, go back to that that first season we saw him when he got some like, you know, 40 goal contributions or something. So, so yeah, I just, I always liked him. You know, I don't buy into this thing of he's rubbish and he only does penalties. I know he's a bit annoying and, 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 you know, shouts at people in the ref and complains all the time. And, you know, some people would call him a cheat, like holding onto the ball, not giving it back and all that sort of thing. But no, I, I quite like him. And I think he's a good player. I think it's madness to call him not a good player. And uh, he just always delivers. He's been pretty consistent in FPL for, for three years now, whatever it's been. So, so I'm going Fernandez at the start. That might change to Rashford, but I think the current plan is Fernandez for the first few games. If Rashford is starting through the middle up top, um, then I'll change to him. But it looks like United are after a striker. This Hoyland, Ho- it's not quite Haaland. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a, it's like the the home bargains version of Haaland that they've, they've gone for. Yeah. And um, well, like they've asked their mum, Mum, can I have a Haaland? It's yeah. like you've got one at home. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Hoyland. It's not the same. Yeah, that's <laughs> Hoyland. Uh, so, so yeah, so Fernandez for me. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, the United tr- uh, striker situation may may have some impact. But I suppose the handy thing is, is that you've got uh, Saka at 8.5 and Martinelli is 8. So if you need to find, find 0.5, you could maybe downgrade there. But that is a segue into the next section, which is the Arsenal attackers, because there's a lot of choice there. Doubled up, you've got Jesus. Um, I think most people kind of understand that pick. I think a lot of people also understand Saka. So I guess it's just what did you see in Erdegaard and Martinelli that made you not want them? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, so basic, isn't it? Sackers on pens. Um, but I think in my head, not obviously Odegaard's nailed. In my head, Martinelli isn't quite as nailed as Saka. Um, you know, Havertz has arrived and 
Martinelli didn't start every game last season. I know he did start a lot, and it does look like he's going to start. I need to go to the scout members area and actually do some analysis on this because it'll have all the information. There's even a preseason minutes tracker. Did you know to uh, to see who's playing in preseason? But yeah, no, I know. I think Saka nailed. He's on pens. He's so good as well. I just think I just chose him over Martinelli. I mean, if you chose Martinelli, fine. You know, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily a, a better or worse pick at this point. I just don't think we know. But for me, pens is what what kind of swings it. And in terms of Jesus, I actually think. If I'm honest, Jesus is a pick I've gone for because I've looked at Twitter and, and a lot of people are going for him. Um, I know there's that opening fixture of Nottingham Forest. He could change for me to Nkunku just to be a bit different. I do like being different, everyone, by the way, and it has not worked so far. <laughs> so caution advised here if you're going to be listening to me. I'm sure you're not. It's more This is more FPL misery than, than FPL advice. But uh, yeah, so Jesus, I mean, I, I might stick with him. It's just, uh, Jesus, oh, he obviously started, he exploded at the start last season. Do you remember, did he get hat-trick in the first game or second game or something? In game week two, and I think he got two goals and two assists, and then he got something that, like 20 points or something nuts. It was mad. Yeah, so he kind of he kind of exploded. But then, I know he got injured a bit, but then he didn't score for quite a few games. Um, there was a bit of a barren spell for him. And I don't know, that wasn't completely resolved at the end of last season, I don't think. Again, I need to look at the data. He did score a couple at the back end of last season, but I wouldn't I wouldn't automatically assume Gabriel Jesus is a sort of a goal machine, who, like, you know, Arsenal's goal machine. They're, they're, most of their goals came from midfield last season. So I might move away from Jesus. I know he's in my team at the moment, but I might, <laughs> I might, might well. I'm talking myself out of, out of Jesus. I never thought I'd hear you talk yourself out of Jesus, I have to say. Um, and, here well, we, and yet here we go. are. <laughs> Here we are. Um, well, we are. You, you talked about, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, what everyone else is doing and things like that. I just there's some really handy stuff on Scout at the moment in terms of like some of the polls that we've been running that might help with that. Um, uh, we asked people, um, you know, if you had to pick one Arsenal tackle for the start of the season, who would it be? Um, and so the options were Havertz, Erdegaard, Jesus, Martinelli and Saka. And Saka is absolutely running away with it. He's on yeah. 69% in that poll. Second place is, is Martinelli on 9.7%, Jesus on 9.35%. And so, you know, if you're really looking for what engaged managers are thinking, so because you know, if you're watching this video or listening to the podcast, hopefully they're the sort of people you're hoping to compete with this season. It, it does show that Saka is by far and away the favourite favorite in that position and so th- there is still some benefits to that I mean I know you maybe want to go down a different route but actually with Saka being so heavily owned by the managers you're hoping to compete with I don't know does that change things for you um I mean it doesn't hurt does it that you got a hat-trick for England last month or whatever so <laughs> True. I think people although we always say oh it doesn't really translate too much in pre-season form and internationals and stuff doesn't really translate but it definitely translates in terms of ownership when someone does something like that. It just rockets. I think, look, I think Saka is is the is the heart of their attacking threat. And I think that that poll shows it. He's, in, he's on pens. He's absolutely brilliant. He could always, every game he plays, you think he's going to score and get an assist. He just feels like the one to pick. And uh, it's not necessarily based on too much data because I know Martinelli, for example, got only a few less points than Saka last season overall, I think. And he didn't actually start the last two games because he was injured or suspended or something. So, you know, it's pretty close on points. But yeah, Saka, I mean, the fact that everyone's getting him, this is my problem. When everyone starts getting someone, I think, apart from Haaland, it's ridiculous. I ended up and I end up thinking, oh, should I go against? Oh, imagine, <laughs> imagine if I go against and he doesn't do anything for three game weeks and I go with someone who does, I'll be first in the world. And uh, I need to stop myself from doing something like that. <laughs> Maybe the next Fantasy Football Scout feature we bring out is some sort of like password lock so that if you know, so if you know you're going to make silly transfers and move away from highly yeah. owned people, you could just you pay for it at the beginning. Team. And it's like, you try and change it and it's like, nope, won't let you because we put parental yeah, controls on. Yeah, yeah, parental <laughs> controls, exactly. I mean, 
we at, at fest i know we've mentioned fest uh we obviously it's on the deadline day so you're all there having a drink and the deadline we do a countdown on stage and you know we we ask after sometimes how many you know people made a change in the last 60 seconds and there's always 10 people who put their hand up who've made a change in the last they've got all pre-season and then the last 10 seconds they make a change so <laughs> and usually i'm one of them so it's good fun and particularly because at fest you would have had a couple of beers by then so it's pretty dangerous actually for it's the team to come along very dangerous but, yeah so it was yeah, yeah. it's a great advert for it of course um i actually yeah. i fam- i was one of those people this most recent season who did that i was faced between trippier or botman and i had trippier and I went Botman literally Oof. in the last 60 seconds as things were counting down. Had had a few drinks, so maybe I could blame that. Thankfully enough, I will be there this year and I'll be working, so I won't be drinking. So hopefully I won't make okay. so many changes in the last 60 seconds. So uh, You can yeah. still have a drink. It's all right. It'll oh. make the content all, you know, very unpredictable. <laughs> so Can't wait for that. That's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, maybe I will change all my players in the last 60 seconds. It'll be, it'll be good fun. Um, as long as you live stream it and then live stream yourself crying when you've done it and it's locked, that'll be perfect that'll get loads of views that's, so, that's what people i'm want happy to see. yeah that's what people <laughs> want to see they want to see me uh, absolutely miserable well i could do yeah. that no problem i could do it no problem yeah um well let's talk about some other areas of your team i was going to try and see if i could find something in your team that looks miserable so i could do it as a segue i've failed completely yeah. so i'm just going to pick okay. and we're going to talk about i'm going to point and pick like any mini money mode let's talk about ollie watkins you mentioned him at the beginning um he's on the thumbnail as well not many people had him when the game launched not many people had him even as much as last week but he's done fairly well in pre-season so far against a pretty decent team uh, called newcastle i think he did quite well um he's in your team right now um how wedded are you to him uh i'm pretty happy with him at the moment um he had an exceptional end to last season and he um under Unai Emery, he's been brilliant. And the way they're playing is brilliant. I really think Villa are going to have a good season. I'm worried, as a Newcastle fan, I'm worried that they're going to sort of be challenging us for that fourth of the top four, along with everyone else, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool. You know, it's going to be a massive race this season. And um, I'm worried Villa are going to finish above us. They they look really good. They've signed some really good players. Pau Torres, obviously, Leon Bailey they've just got. And, and they looked exceptional at the end of last season. Yeah, I just think Ollie Watkins, to start with, the fixtures aren't bad. I think they've, they've obviously got us away for them. Got Newcastle at St James's Park first, which I think is going to be an interesting game. Actually, a really interesting game. We played them, as I said, in a preseason friendly in America uh, two days ago, whatever. At midnight, it was on Sky Sports, and I watched it. Stayed up and watched it, and uh, it was it was chaos. They went two 0 up, then it was two two, then three two to them, and then three three. And but Ollie Watkins scored, and he looked he looked sharp. He looked he looked on form. He just looks like he's gone to that sort of. Um, he's always been someone who looks like they could get to the next level. Do you remember when Villa beat uh, Liverpool 7-0 or something? And Ollie Watkins... 3-4 or something like that, yeah. Whatever, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's right. And then Watkins got maybe a hat-trick or something or four, and he just looked amazing. It was when they just signed him. And then he kind of just ended up being a bit of a plodder. He'd scored one every three, and it was like, oh, should I have him, should I not? I'll go through little patches. The end of last season, it looked like he was in a system of formation and in the form of his life. And if that continues, at eight million, it's a bargain. Yeah, he's a great player. Well, the thing is, I can actually take it even further back than that. People may be bored of me saying this, but I first watched Ollie Watkins play football in the flesh in about 2017 when he was an Exeter City player um, down here in the Southwest because it was a Devon derby. Uh, 2017, I believe it was. I was covering the game for Plymouth Live, so Plymouth Argyle. I was primarily there hoping that Argyle would win. Uh, They were 1-0 up. Uh, at Exeter City, so they're away from home, away fans having a great day. And Watkins had played really well, and he wasn't a centre forward back then. He was sort of an inside forward kind of winger type player. But the whole game, he just looked like the sort of player that just 
could play at a higher level. And in the last five minutes, he scored two unbelievable worldy goals to just win a derby on the turn of a, you know, a drop of a hat, you know, whatever the expression is, just five minutes before the end. And it was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen at a football match just ever anywhere. And I just, you could just tell he was someone who was destined for more than that and obviously got the move to Brentford and uh, was uh, impressive there as well. So it's, it's, it's quite nice on a personal level for me to have been there for that like so long ago when nobody had even heard of him. And here we are talking about him as a, a potential, you know, not quite must-own, but certainly going to be in a lot of people's teams this year as an 8 million forward in FPL. It's 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 crazy time. So, yeah, completely agree. He's a sort of player who looks like, he always looks like there's more to come from him. Yeah, I was very happy as well to see just before I came on here. I think I was on, just went on Twitter quickly and saw FPL General, who's a very sensible, you know, manager, very good manager, part <laughs> of the scout team. And uh, he, he, I think he tweeted something like, I'm surprised to see that uh, Watkins isn't in more teams. And that made me go get in right I, i'm not being ridiculous i'm not being ridiculous okay now again that might change the, the, the other strikers on my sort of radar are kane as i've said and kunku as i've said and maybe even like a callum wilson um but probably not and that's probably just because i'm a newcastle fan and he'll start through the middle i imagine um yeah and he was good at the end of the last end of last season but but yeah yeah, it's good to have players in that in that bracket because then it means you can switch them if you need to. Because I'm sure when Newcastle's fixtures get good and you get a feel for how European rotation is going to affect the starting eleven, you're you're going to want to own a Newcastle forward. And I think I want to, and I don't even support them, so that's probably at the back of your mind. Well, uh, as yeah, I mean, yes, that's why I've got Barnes in there. Um, well, true, true. <laughs> six, six, six and a half million, yeah, uh, wide wide left. He's you know he's not going to really be a midfielder. He's going to be a left of a front three is where he's going to play. So. Um, with with Almiron on the right, if we don't sign anyone, and then Isak or Wilson through the middle, who will interchange. And as you said, you know Europe is going to make a difference, and all the cups are in and stuff. So, but yeah, Barnes Barnes left wing is going to be great, and then this, the 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 middle three will be Joe Linton, Bruno, and Tenali. Um, so yeah, exciting times. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see Tenali play as well. He's I mean he's not going to be really an FPL pick, I don't think particularly, but but, but that's going to be really interesting as well. See how he shores up that midfield and, and adds a bit of quality going forward as well. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him. And I'm also looking forward to the memes of people comparing him to Kylo Ren from Star Wars. I don't know if you've seen those. Um, he, yes. He looks uh, yeah. Adam Driver in the rain. It's just like Sandro Tonali. As soon as we <laughs> signed him, I, I tweeted that. Yeah, I tweeted a picture of uh, Adam Driver and uh, and him. He does look remarkably similar. <laughs> so so when, when inevitably there becomes a, like a biopic about this Newcastle team, we know who's going to play Tonali. That one is, is sorted. That one's sorted, yeah. yeah. And I'm playing Eddie Howe. Of course you are. Um, I was about to ask yeah. who you would be in this vignette of deceit and villainy, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Very exciting. It, yeah, it's going to be great. It's, it's actually an Amazon documentary coming out about Newcastle next month. Oh, of uh, course that there they is. filmed last season. Starring it's not, Adam it's Driver? Not a, or? <laughs> no. Uh, it's, not a, um, it's not like one of the, what are they called? Uh, All or Nothing series. It's different. It's following like off the pitch stuff or something. It's been a bit vague, but basically it's not an All or Nothing. It's a, uh, I don't know, something different. Just a documentary about Newcastle that's coming out. Very exciting. Yeah, for, for one twentieth of uh, the Premier League fans. It's very exciting. I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm joking. I'm sure it'll be interesting yeah. for everybody because it's a club. And also, Newcastle fans would make up more than one twentieth of Premier League fans. I that is very true because we are in a division that has Bournemouth and Burnley and some very small places. And that's no disrespect to them. But yeah, Newcastle does have a lot of fans, of course. So I, I do apologise for offending the horde. That is the Toon Army. Okay. Um, right, let's have a look okay. at your defence before I offend too many other fan groups. <laughs> Let's start with uh, yeah. let's start with your goalkeepers then. Uh, Pickford yeah. and Ariola. Um, less glamorous, obviously, than some of the big picks, but goalkeepers, twas ever thus, right? 
Yeah, I just think, look, I, I mean, I've got, as again, I've got 0.5, so I could go to, you know, Anana, I could go to Ramsdale, whatever. But I think Pickford, right, my thought is the process is this. Sean Dyche can sometimes put seven behind the ball just to get a nil-nil. And he's, he, he values clean sheets very highly, just like Sam Allardyce and that, that breed of manager. Not that they're the same, but... Um, and I think I could see Pickford picking up a three, four clean sheets in the first 10. Now, can I necessarily see Anana or Ramsdale doing necessarily more than that? No, not really. So, and the thing about Anana and Ramsdale is that stops you getting another Arsenal or Man United player in, in your outfield players if you want them. Now, I'm not going to be picking another Everton player. I doubt it. So for me, he's the cheapest keeper you can get. He's definitely going to start 4.5 million at Everton who might get a few clean sheets and it doesn't stop me uh, or limit me later on in the season with Man United and Arsenal players. Simple as that. Yeah, and there's also some decent fixtures for Everton as as uh, is worth noting, to be honest. Because, I mean, Fulham at home game week one, and they might not have Mitrovic anymore. Um, Wolves at home game week three. Wolves are one of the lowest scorers last season. Sheffield United away game week four. Um, you know, newly promoted side that weren't necessarily full of goals when they were in the in the Premier League last time around. They actually rotate quite nicely with, with Luton because when Everton faced Villa in game week two, you've got Luton uh, are going to be facing Burnley at home, for example. Um, you know, so And there's a couple of others as well. We've got a whole video on it and, uh, and a podcast as well if you want some defensive rotations. Everton do form part of one of those. And so if we end up with a 4 million starting Luton goalkeeper, you can maybe do a bit of uh, um, rotation there perhaps. But at the moment, you've got Ariola, 4 million. He might be a uh, He's just... It- yeah, yeah, that's why he's there. He's the, at the moment, I think he's the only four million who we think might start. Again, he might not either. I think he had a bit of a shocker in a preseason friendly recently. But um, look, getting a four million, this is how I always do it. And everyone really, you get your, your, your cheap starter or your, your starter, whether it's five million or 4.5. And then you look out for the 4.0 who's going to be the starter and you shove him on your bench so that you've got options, you know. Um, but largely, look, goalkeeping choice is not where the game's won or lost. But that's coming from someone who's always lost, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I think Pickford for me until I wildcard, whenever that is, um, is going to be fine. I'm pretty set on that. I think unless for some reason I get there and I think I've got 0.5 in the bank and I'm not going to use it otherwise, I may as well go to a Ramsdale or and I'm not I'm not maxing out my Arsenal players or anything or an Anana. Then I think f- for now leave Pickford and and try and spend that 0.5 elsewhere because as I said, Harvey Barnes might change to a 7.0 or um, I might change, you know, Bruno Fernandes to Rashford. I might need that 0.5. So. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And one area where you have spent, um, well, not necessarily spent 0.5 because there aren't really too many Arsenal 4.5 defenders, but you've got a 5 million Arsenal defender and you've already mentioned the fact that you want three Arsenal outfield players. Let's start there with Gabriel. Why him um, compared to some of the others? Goal threat. Um, didn't he score nine goals last season? He scored, he scored nine a goals, yeah. Um, I think that's right. Or, he, or his XG was nine or something. So it was something to do with nine. But yeah, I can, I can he, check he, it for you. He's from the scout members area, I'm sure. You, you <laughs> check that. But yeah, Gabriel, he's a definite starter. He's in an Arsenal team that we assume is going to do well. They've added strength in midfield, uh, you know, screening the back four with Rice. And you've got, he does more than that, I know, but uh, he, he might solidify that area. And we've, he's got Havertz going forward. You know, the, the, the team is improving. And uh, Gabriel is going to start. And last season, he really looked like scoring every corner they had. So, so I, ju- I don't know why you'd go elsewhere. I mean, I know some people might have gone for Zinchenko. Is anyone doing that this season? I know it was a big movement last season, but, but yeah, no. For me, it's just Gabriel all the way. And I think that's kind of re- reflected in his ownership. I think it's quite high because at five it's a bit of a bargain, really, to get a starter in Arsenal's defence. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. One so that can score goals as well. He's currently in seventeen point eight percent of teams. He scored three goals last season, but he got five the oh. year before, so he had eight across two. So that's only one less. And this is in the I think Premier it was League, nine xg. I think it was nine xg then, yeah. or maybe nine in total. It was but, something to do with nine. But anyway, he's he always looked like he was going to score. It's like Fabian Shah, right? Loads of people had Fabian Shah last season, and his xg was high and everything. Every game, I obviously I watch all the Newcastle games. Newcastle fan, uh, every minute of them, not just highlights. And every game there was probably two times each game almost where Shah would have a really good opportunity and he, and he wouldn't score. Um, so he's a defender that I remember at the start of last season saying, why is everyone getting Shah? He's not that good. He's not because he didn't look good for a couple of years. He looked like he'd given up. He was on holiday. Then Hedy Howe comes in, put, puts him alongside Botman. And obviously we know the rest, right? He was absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, that, a defender who can score goals is one of the most exciting things in the game. No, I, I agree completely. And you were right to, to think of the word, the number nine, because there are a number of number nines about him. Nine shots on target is what he had. Um, and I'm guessing this is what you meant when you said nine goals, was that his goal conversion rate was also 9.4% as well, which is actually not bad for a defender. Oh. So that, that's, what, that's what you meant to say. And of course, all uh, of that information plucked from the air, from the Fantasy Football Scout members area, just, it was that quick. It was that easy. So... Incredible. I need to go in on my free membership a bit bit more often to find out what I'm talking about. <laughs> I knew it was something to do with nine. Exactly. Maybe it's just because nine nine is over my uh, right shoulder. I was going to say you got a nine there. I mean, I'll start talking. So it's about, subliminal. I'll start talking yeah. about sevens in a minute with my John yeah. Lundstrom behind me. And I, I promise we didn't stage that. We didn't stage this whole. Oh, oh, what does it say in the members area? I'll just quickly have a no, look. No, I like, just I just genuinely don't know. <laughs> it's a completely organic <laughs> so, moment, and just uh, yeah. yeah. Gives you an idea of how quick and easy it is. Um, let's look at the rest of your defence then. We've got John Stones and we've got Estupinian. Uh, Estupinian is quite an exciting pick, isn't he? Um, attacking uh, left wing back. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I need to do the research. Again, this is one of those picks that I've picked because everyone else on Twitter is getting him. And I know <laughs> Brighton are good and I know he was good at the end of last season. So I need to look at the data myself, which I will do before the season. It's just it's three weeks away, obviously. I'm going to do this. I'm determined to do it properly this year. But um, yeah, I need to look at it myself and just, just make sure that what the community are saying is correct i'm sure it is but i just need to get to the point where i'm making my own decisions and it's just i've never done that before I, I mean i have i've always gone a bit different but i've never looked into it and gone you know that amazing moment of looking into i think you know i'm thinking about other things that this is this applies to but looking into the data yourself and working something out yourself and then making that pick makes you so much more sure than going Oh, I'll get Estupinian because everyone else has got him. So I, I need to start doing that. So, yeah, I'm sure he's probably going to say my team. He's only 5.0 and he was really attacking last season, wasn't he? And Brighton the good and X, Y, Z. You know, and they've got great opening fixtures, I suppose, is the real reason. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what to say other than I need to look into that. But Estupinian, a lot of people have got him. What, what's his ownership? Oh, let's find that out. Uh, it's quite high. It's 51.4%. It's very, very high. I mean, yeah, come on. That's, yeah, that's so... approaching the levels of you being like, you know what, guys, not for me, right? Too many people. You, you, Too many people yeah. at the Estupinian party. I might go. I might change to like Dunk or Webster, and then <laughs> Dunk will get you know a hat trick of headers. <laughs> there we go. You um, might, might end up with a goal conversion rate of nine point four percent. There we go. That's there your. Go. That's your. But yeah. So, so, so as I said, I'm not claiming that this is a finished draft. You know, this is my first draft. Really, well, it's actually like my seventeenth draft. It's the first draft you've seen, and uh, there's a few that I need to just, just, just iron out and look into, and um, you know, just make sure that. Yeah, that, that I I really do believe in them as picks. Because before, as I said, in previous seasons, I've got a really bad rank history because I always just do stupid things and just try and... I've always seen it as just, let's just have a bit of fun. And if I get a great rank, great. This season, I'm seeing it as, right, I run Scout now. <laughs> I need to represent 
I need to at least, you know, get a decent rank and, and make proper decisions. So I need to look into myself. So I'm going to do that. You sound a little bit like the kid that didn't do his homework and like I'm the teacher and it's a bit like, I, I promise I'll do the revision. But you don't, you don't have my, to. You don't have that's to. my whole life. That's my whole, whole life. life. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a psychological thing. I'll talk to my therapist about it later. Thanks for, thanks for highlighting it. I'm, on, so, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, I mean, if, we've, if you've still got sufficient levels of uh, confidence, we could talk yeah. about John Stones. We yes. John yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. Again, basically, uh, John Stones, he scored a really good goal in preseason the other day. <laughs> and he looks like he might be playing sort of in a sort of inverted fullback centre mid kind of role, that weird one that it seems to be coming into the game. Um, so, and, and he, in his interview the other day, he's always been, I've had him loads of times, John Stones. This, isn't, this wouldn't be a strange pick. I had him that famous double game week where he got, was it last, not last Christmas, the Christmas before, where he got two goals and an assist or something, I and a, so, three, yeah. two clean sheets or something. And I uh, had him then. And I think I did a captain him as well. So I got some crazy score from him. And um, so uh, and now he's, he's looking even more attacking. And, and Guardiola loves him. He is playing more forward. He spoke about in an interview the other day after the game about he's loving getting more forward and the positions he's finding himself in, he loves and he's really enjoying it and he's doing really well. It's kind of a similar conversation with Trent, isn't it? Trent's a out of position defender potentially this season we don't know that for sure but it's looking like he's going to be playing in a sort of 10 sort of role maybe just just a bit, deep, bit deeper than that and stone seems to be moving up the pitch as well not quite as high as that so if you can get these players in the best teams in the world you know man city and you know hopefully liverpool are back to their best next season who are defenders who are playing up there then it's just a no-brainer just a no-brainer so i obviously i'm I've, he's in my team for now i'll keep an eye on pre-season but if he is, if it's indicating that he's going to be playing a bit more advanced, and he's so good on the ball, isn't he, John Stones? Mm. Then I'll, that 5.5 million, again, it's a way into the Man City starting lineup for 5.5 million. Yeah. He's, no, he, no, no brainer. He was in my first draft as well. He's come out, but I think, I think I'm going to put him back in and find some way to maybe invest in the United defence in some sort of cheaper way. So I've definitely got my eye on him. I think it's not just what he's going to bring uh, attacking-wise. It's what he brings to the team possession-wise. Um, because you're right, it's not quite the same as the Trent role. Um, it's in, in many ways, it's now being called the John Stones role because no one else is really doing it. Um, you know, it's not an inverted fullback in any way. Like he is almost carving out a whole new position, and uh, what he brings to the team outside of just getting goals and assists, as you say, Guardiola just loves, and so he he will probably be very rotation proof at least at the beginning before the European football kicks in. Um, but before we finish, you did mention Trent, and he obviously is not here. He is not in your team. And so I guess, uh, I, I'm guessing it's price related, but I haven't seen too many drafts without him, at least on these videos, uh, that is. So yeah, what's going on? What's, what's so going what, on you're, what you're saying is all the experts have got him and I've come <laughs> on and I haven't, right? Yeah. Um, look, I, I definitely think that I could end up with him. I said this on everyone, haven't I? But I, just so many good options. Trent at 8 million, if he's definitely going to be playing that, that more advanced role, I'll, I'll I'll find a way to get him in. Whether it's sacrificing Son, I know we haven't talked about it yet, but or whether it's downgrading um, one of the premium attackers to a to a four point five and, and and upgrading a defender, I don't know. But I mean, I, I was toying the other day with a four five one, which I know mm. a few people have because there's so many good value midfielders. But then I just always end up thinking, yeah, but strikers, come on, <laughs> strikers get goals. You pay the money to get the goals. It's exciting. So. That's why I always end up with three up top. I was I was a three up top guy from the start of last season when a lot of people were big at the back, and it turned out that three at top actually became quite quite um, 
quite a big thing, you know, uh, as as the season went on. And I think it's going to be the same this season. I think people who start four five one will move to having at least two up top. But yeah, there we go. I don't know. I, I just I don't have him, but I might end up with him. Help, <laughs> Love help. <that. laughs> yeah. Put in the comments what I should do. So actually, what this video was, in actual fact, was less uh, who's in Ed's team. It was a cry for help. No, this is a this is a clinic for me. Do yeah, you yeah. not know that? Did I not tell you? <laughs> this isn't me giving advice. This is me saying, help me. I've got to get a good rank. It's embarrassing for Scout if I don't. Yeah, that's Come on. very true. We need to. We're going to sort of like crowdfund. C- c- come round me, yeah. yeah. Save me. I'm just going to. It's all right. I've got FPL general on uh, on a speed dial, so I'll, I'll just get him to uh, help oh, me. Oh, nice. Or even though, even though I was just talking about how at Scout we don't we don't spoon feed you. No AI here. <laughs> we will give you the information. You make the choices. I'm just going to message Mark Southerns in general and get him to tell me. Well, you know. By we... the way, everyone, if you're listening. Uh, the next FPL Question Time Spaces will be with Mark Southerns on Thursday at 8.30 on Twitter. So hey, do come along to that. Amazing stuff. Yeah. That's, that's an exclusive. Haven't even tweeted about that yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. We got it The first, first one we did with, yeah, the first one we did with FPL General, that was great fun. About six, 700 people came. Amazing. And then the next one with Andy, FPL Mode was great. I think we had, again, 500 people tune in, 400 over the time. That's right. And then Mark Southerns this Thursday. So it's a really cool, cool edition. I, I really enjoy doing it. And I think people enjoy, you can just log on. Click listen, and then you can choose to ask to speak, and I'll let you in. And then you you can ask Mark Southern's question. Don't ask me; I have no idea. But uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to log in and ask you a question now, Ed. I think I'm, I think I haven't asked you enough today. It, it's very yeah. like a, an, a radio show in many ways, isn't it? Because you do get the opportunity to dial in and maybe give some crazy opinion about your football yeah. club. The only the only people we can't offer up is Chris Sutton and Robbie Savage. Yeah, we we do get some very odd, th- you know things happening on spaces it's you never know what's going to happen but uh no it's really good usually it's pretty good conversation and really good questions uh so yeah really really good come along to that it's gonna be great yeah should be gonna tweet fun. about it and, and and advertise it straight after this but go on there we are well we got the exclusive we got it right here uh, so thank you, you very much a good note to uh, to finish on and before we before we head off just another reminder that a lot of things we've talked about here and a lot of the things that ed needs to go away and, and sort before the the homework <laughs> is due is all from the fantasy football scout members area so if you haven't signed up already make sure you do that now save up to 30 percent on those pre-season prices i'll come back uh later on in pre-season i am you know and we'll see what my my teams if you if you'll have me um and we'll see what my team's looking like but yeah as i as as david said the members area i'm still getting 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 my head around it there's so much stuff there honestly it's absolutely brilliant and uh, we're going to be announcing a plan fpl integration as well so loads going on at scout make sure you get involved even if it's a free membership just sign up go on the site sign up for free and you get all these amazing articles written by honestly a top quality editorial team isn't it david yeah. like neil yeah. tom mark it's really good stuff it's like reading the athletic but better so uh yeah so there you go yeah they are they are fantastic and yeah i can i can even just attest to that having worked with them before I used to work with neil and, uh, and tom especially actually and mark i worked with all three of them when i was when i was doing editorial before as well so it's in excellent hands capable hands and uh, and a lot of their content helps inform some of these videos as well so if you've been enjoying some of the stuff we've gone through on the videos a lot of that's come from the hard work they've been doing so make sure you check them out and your free membership absolutely will help you do that one last uh, call to action of course is to like this video subscribe to the fantasy football scout youtube channel make sure you hit that bell notification as well so that when ed comes back from his after school detention you uh, get the notification that he's back he's done his research and he's ready to reset the exam you're going to need the bell notification for that so yeah uh, with that, of course. we will leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your tinkering and we will catch you next time. Thank you very much.